glory glory to jesus thank you holy spirit thank you for your anointing thank you for your power thank you for your grace you are a good god you are a good father hallelujah so this morning we start a new series the essentials of a Christian hallelujah there is something that it is very essential in our walk with God here on the earth amen there are things that are imperative upon the child of God that the child of God must be aware in his or her walk with God else we will live our lives without living the, the kind and the style that God wants us to live amen there are things that are imperative upon us as children of God and upon which God can build whatever thing that he wants to build in our life. And it is in the nature of God to lay foundations. And God lays foundation in the life of his people. God is not the kind of God that just starts from anywhere. Anything that God does, God plants them. And that is one thing you should understand that God is not a haphazard God. God is very systematic in his approach. So therefore, when God calls us into a relationship with him, he begins to lay certain things in our life that upon which all other structures will be built upon. So when God said that this is our year of growth, God lays some foundation upon which all other things can come upon. And if we as people of God neglect these things then we must understand that um, we are not really going somewhere but I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you go somewhere in Jesus name so you see in 1st Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11 the Bible says that for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid which is Christ Jesus. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. There is a foundation that has been laid and that foundation is Christ Jesus. You know, when we are living life, we want to assume, we want to postulate, there are times we want to presume that we are owners of our life, but at best, we are stewards of our life. And you must understand that God has made certain contributions to our life. And God wants to make certain contributions to your life. And it's very immoral for God to judge us if God has not made any contribution to our life. God has and God continues to make contributions to our life. So the foundation of your destiny must be laid by God. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 14, the verse 28 to 29, the Bible said that 
less happily after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. All that behold it begin to mock him. Amen. This means that when the foundation is laid, the building must go up. The Bible is saying that if someone is going to build a house and the person doesn't sit down to strategize that this is what I'm going to do, this is what I have, this is the resources that I have, and therefore I'm going to raise this structure on this land. And the Bible said that this person raises the structure, and when the person raises the structure and the person is not able to even pick it from that point, even to the till the lintel and roof it and becomes a house the bible says that people that walks or people that see it people that behold it begin to make fun of the person that built such a building why because the person did not make the essentials of his building very essential hallelujah so i want you to understand that God has made some contribution in our life. And you know, it is a foundation that predicts what is coming upon it. And you must understand that if the foundation that has been laid is weak, it shows that the building that is coming upon it can never be a story building. If you force a story building on a weak foundation, there's going to be disaster in the near future. But when I see a reinforced foundation, it shows that a very strong building is coming upon it. So there are people that um, by just looking at their life, you can know where they are going in future. You can know where they will be in the near future because of how their foundation is they allow it they because of how they allow their foundation to be structured too mm. and the foundation is that which shows the structural integrity of the building a faulty foundation shows that the building that is coming upon it will never stand foundation will show the size and the shape and the other structural and then physical features of the building so when your foundation is very strong and your foundation is anchored, you know that ah, the building that is coming upon it will be glorious. Is someone with me this morning? I pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Will be strong and solid and established in God. I pray that there will be winds. There will be storms. There will be whatever thing. Come hell, come high water. You will stand strong because your foundation is solidified in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Therefore, God first laid foundation so that all other structures of your Christian life can be placed on it. Oh. These essentials, they are unavoidable. Kingdom imperatives. These are some things that we cannot do without as people of God. Because that is what shows that indeed we allowed ourselves for the foundation that had been laid 
to have its better establishment in our lives. So it is dependent upon you and I that we allow that which God has laid in our life have its firm grip. Hallelujah. There are things that you must allow yourself that these things have its firm grip today. Else you may not have claim over certain things that is going to happen in your life in the in the future why because the foundation was weak the foundation was not solidly established i pray that the foundations of your life will be solidly established in god i pray that the foundations of your life will be solidly established in god I pray that the foundations of your life will be solidly established in God. Nothing will be able to move it. Nothing will be able to hunt it. Nothing will be able to fight against it. Sickness will not be able to fight against it. Diseases will not be able to fight against it. The change of times and the seasons will not be able to fight against it. Change of location will not be able to fight against it. Your foundation will be solidly established in God. Hallelujah. There are things that in our lives we should not go about life without. There are things that you can manage your life without them. But these things that we are going to learn this morning and I'll talk about one of them today. We can't, we shouldn't, we mustn't allow ourselves to go through our Christian journey without we having it. Amen. No, the essentials of Christians are not those kinds of things that we can build life without. These kingdom imperatives are not things that we can build our life without. There are things that we, sh- we must build our life with. We cannot live life without having these things in our life. And number one, I want to talk about the very essential thing in the life of a believer should be his or her relationship with God. Your relationship with God is the very essential the first essential thing in your christian journey and in your walk with god your relationship with god is the most important imperative in your christian life and it should be the most important thing in your walk with god how you walk with him it should be the most important thing in your christian life if your walk with God is not the most important thing in your life, your entire life actually, not just your Christian life, but your entire life actually should be symbolized by this, that yes, you walked with God and your relationship with God is top-notch. How God is the first in your life. And you must understand that God wants the chief seat in your life. God wants the chiefest position in your life. God doesn't want to be the second, nor the third, nor the fourth, 
God doesn't want to be the first, the, the second, the third, or the fourth. God wants to be the first in your life. God wants the chiefest position in your life. He wants the chief seat in your life. He seeks that you would have a firm relationship with him. And you know, why is it that God wants the first place in our life? Why? Because God wants to do certain things in our life that if God doesn't have the chief seat, he cannot be able to do them in your life. God wants to do certain things in your life that it requires you having him first in your life above all other things and above any other person and above any other establishment. God wants to be first in your life. If God is not given that position, God cannot function. He cannot perform. He cannot be God. Uh, you know, many people don't see God the way they want to see God because God is not having the chief seat in their life. You want God to move in your life. God expects that he also becomes the first in your life. You want God to be God in your life. Then God expects that you give him the, the best of place in your life. And you know, it is also important for you to know and to understand that as you live here on the earth, there will be other things that will compete with God for that position in your life. And every person that walks here on the earth begins to face this contention that day in and day out there are things that are competing, there are things that are that are that are that are, that are wrestling with us to have such a space in our life. Then you must understand this. That as you are walking in life, there will be things and there are things that will be struggling to have this position in our life. And you know, I would um, sum all of them up in two things that seek such position in our lives. Number one, is money 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 so in matthew chapter 6 verse 24 the bible said no one can serve two masters either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and Mammon. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, verse 24. You cannot serve God, both God and Mammon. 
other version says that you cannot serve God and money. You know, the traditional translation that we know mammon to be is that mammon means money, but mammon is more than money. Mammon is more than money. Mammon is a spiritual power that works around money. It takes control over people that seek for money. So mammon is a spiritual entity, is a spiritual force. And the Bible says that you cannot serve God because God is a spirit and you cannot also serve money when money becomes a spirit. And you know, uh, when you check Matthew 6 verse 33, the Bible says that, but seek ye first, that same passage, the Bible talks about all the things that it is going to compete for your attention. And the Bible now comes and the Bible ends by saying that seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given unto you as well. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So the Bible was talking about we cannot serve two masters because money, mammon, is a spiritual force that if you serve, you cannot serve God. You cannot place money as number one and God as number one. You cannot be equally devoted to your work as number one and God also as number one. That is a wrong prioritization. When you do that, you must understand that you are living an, a life that is not balanced. You are living a life that cannot be possible. That you are equally devoted to your work the same way you are, you are devoted to God. That is an improper fraction. It can never happen. The Bible says that when you do that, virtually one will become higher than the other it is either god becomes higher than your pursuit for money or your pursuit for money becomes higher than your pursuit of god so pursuing your job first because of money is pursuing mammon pursuing your academic first is pursuing mammon so you meet people you meet students you meet people that are killing themselves and all the reason why they are killing themselves is because of money it's because of money it's because of money it's because of money so when you check their time within the 24 hours you get to understand that more of their life is devoted to these things and a little bit of their time is devoted to God. When it happens that way, you must understand this very thing. That you are leading a life that God is not the first in such a life. God is not the one who is first in such life. Because money and mammon is the one who is first in your life. So, we live in a society where everything is mixed up now. We cannot even distinguish between Saturday from Sunday. 
Why? Because Sunday almost looks as if it's one of these working days. Everybody is busy and we live in a place where everybody is after money. Everybody want to make it. I want to make it. I want to make it large. I want to make it. I want to make it to them. When you go, you know, recently I was on Twitter and when I was on Twitter, people were in a competition and some were saying, oh, this is the richest person. How have you seen that this person, uh, when she was, when he was celebrating his 60th birthday, he's bought a new Lamborghini and the new Lamborghini is uh, a little above three million dollars. 3 million US dollars. A Ghanaian buys a car that is worth a little above 3 million US dollars. Void of the changing of oil, void of the changing of the rims and other things. And the person, the other person said, Oh, have you also heard this young man? He also bought a car that is from um, Christian Ronaldo. And then people were in competition. And they, some say, Oh, hey, this person just started. This person is just a, he, he's just a young businessman. He cannot be compared to this person that have been in the system for a long time. And you know, you could see the energy that people attribute to money. And you could see uh, the youth has really taken their time to understand. And then they 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 love and then and then 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 money is powerful, powerful. Money is powerful. Money is powerful. Yeah. You see, the pursuit of money is very awful. It's an awful strain that leads to so many frustrations. That can lead to so many errors. That can lead to so many things. If you are pursuing money, eh, that is why you could see a lot of people are frustrated. A lot of working class are frustrated now. A lot of people that work are frustrated. A lot of people that go to work, this is Monday morning, and you would hear a lot of people frustrated in their. The pursuit of money leads to frustration. It leads to people committing crimes. It leads to, it leads to people man, corrupting. Corruption. And the root of all evil is the love of money. The root of all evil is the pursuit of money. I want to do this. 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 And that is why a lot of people are frustrated when it comes to money. And you see, the truth of the matter is, God actually wants to give you money. He, he wants to make you a millionaire. He wants to make you have money. Mm. But in the kingdom, we don't pursue money. Money must pursue us. As a Christian, you must not pursue money. Money must pursue you. So the Bible said in verse 33 of Matthew 6. That seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things, all the money you have been looking for, God will add it to you. The peace you have been looking for, God will add it to you. The exposure, God will add it to you. 
there whatever you seek hallelujah god will add it to you when you pursue god first when you make your relationship with god a priority money will be added when the christians pursue money that is a wrong way of making money that is the wrong way the christian is on its way on or on his journey or her journey to serve the god of mammon and that is how it is is someone here with me now so you must know that money can take the place of god in your life and if that happens, you have the foundation that has been laid wrongly gripped on your land. Amen. You must also understand that your family can also be one of the things that compete for your first place. Your family. Your family can be that. So in Matthew 10, the verse 35, Jesus said, For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's foe shall be those from his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his own cross and follow me and follow after me is not worthy of me. Your family can compete for the first place in your life. That is why we hear a lot of excuses. Oh, why didn't you come for prayer meeting? Why didn't you come for church? It's been a long time you've been to church. Oh, you know, I just moved out. I, I just got married and I just gave birth. And uh, family. 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 Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Your family can be an issue. Oh, uh, these days I can't pray like I should pray. When I got married, I can't pray like I should pray. When I gave birth, I can't pray like I should pray. When I started a new relationship, I can't pray like I should pray. And you know what? You must understand that money can take your first place. The first place in your life. Your family can take the first place in your life. These things are always going to compete for your attention. These things will always going to compete for the first place in your life. But you must understand that the one and who should occupy that first, that chief seat in your life should be only God. Should be only God. God should be the first. All other things can follow. All other things can follow. So when you look at your life and you see that you don't have time for God because you are working, you don't have time for God because your family demands, then there is a problem. There is a problem. You must understand and you must analyze. Maybe God is not first. Maybe God is not chief. Maybe God is not the first person in your life. That is why you keep using 
your work, you keep using your school, you keep using your academics, you keep using these things, you keep using these family meetings as an excuse. When you do that, you must understand that God is not first. People say, I don't have time. Oh, man of God, I don't have time like that. Man of God, I, I have the passion. I have the passion. I have the passion for God, but I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. The, issue, the truth of the matter is that you will never have time. Nobody would ever have time. Nobody. The truth of the matter is that nobody will ever have time. You need to press on to break through. You can only make God first in your life. I'm telling you, you can never have time. 24 hours is too small for you. I'm telling you, it will be too small for you. Because, you know, in this in these times and in this generation, whereby... There, there are a lot of things that are competing for attention. You must understand that making time will be will be a serious thing. You can't, you can never have time. You can, you can never have time. You can never have time. You can never have so much time that you you have some to spare that you can do all the things you want to do. You can't. You have to make your relationship with God a priority. Every relationship that are important in our life succeeds on the platform of sacrifice. Every relationship that matter in our life succeeds on the platform of sacrifice. That is why you sacrifice to talk to the people that are more important in your life. That is why you sacrifice to be with the people that are more important in your life. That is why you try and sacrifice. You Why? You've made it a priority. If you don't make your relationship with God a priority, then you can never have time for God. You have to know that it is important to your life and to your destiny. And that is why you must make time. That is why you must make your relationship with God a priority. That is why you must sacrifice. Until you make it a priority, you will never, ever make it. So you tell yourself, let me study my Bible to grow more in Him. Oh, let me study my Bible to be spiritually mature. You make it a priority. You make it a priority to pray that you'll be able to overcome the works of the flesh. That the spirit life in you will manifest itself and it will show forth the glory of God. Oh, you need to make it a priority to pray so that you can walk in love, so that you can walk in forgiveness. Hallelujah. Oh, let me pray so that I can have a better understanding of what life is and what life demands from me. 
Let me pray. So that I can walk in the power of God. That I can walk without fear. That I will not walk in fear. Let me pray. Let me pray. It's a priority. It's a priority. I fast and I pray. I pray. I read my word. I listen to audios of my mentors. I listen. I read. It's something that it should be a priority. That yes, when I check my phones, I have 100 messages, 50 messages, 10 messages. That is a priority. I have made it a priority that when I'm about to sleep, Oh, the 20 minutes of lying down waiting for sleep to come over. The 30 minutes lying down waiting for sleep to come over. I am going to listen to the word of God. I'm going to listen to a sermon. I'm going to read God's word. I'm going to participate in something spiritual. I'm going to make it a point to Rakadiba Suata. Iraparasia Brandosa Talabasiata. As on my bed, it is something that is a priority. It is something that is taught true it doesn't come by accident it doesn't come because i have the desire no 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 it doesn't come because i just have the passion passion and desires must tenaciously must tenaciously move a man to making some some decisions some decisions in his or her life else it is a passion that is not any kind it's not any fruitful passion i came to tell somebody now in the name of our lord jesus that you must make a conscious effort making sure that your life and your work with God is a priority. It is something that is taught true. It is something that you have sacrificed to have. It is something that you must plan. It is something that does not come natural. You can listen to all the messages here on the earth and yet you've not made God a pri- and if you've not made God a priority, you cannot make God the first in your life. You cannot make God have the chief seat in your life. You cannot make God occupy the most important part of your life. God wants them. God wants to be first in your life. God wants to be the person who is first in your life. He wants to have the chief seat in your life. He wants to be the first in whatever thing that you do. That is why you must sacrifice. That is why you must make it a point. That is why you must give up every other excuse. You must fight all the excuses that will come your way because you know in this life you have thousands and dozens of excuses that is going to come up when you are saying you are going to make God a priority. You are going to make God's God the first in your life. So seek ye first. 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 The first is God. If the first things in your life is not God, there is a problem. If the most important person in your life is not God, there is a problem. If the first thing about your your money is not God, there is a problem. If the first thing about your time is not God, there is a problem. If the first thing in your mind, what you think about, is not God, there is a problem. Seek ye first. You see, God didn't say, Jesus didn't say, 
I will give you all these things. After, so that you can seek me. That's not what is written in scripture. That's not what is written in scripture. The scripture wasn't, I will give you all these things. So that you seek me. That wasn't the scripture. It says that when you first seek me, I will give you these things. He didn't say, oh, I will motivate you to seek me by giving you these things. That wasn't the scripture. It's, that is falsehood. You know, the generation that we live in always wants to see God doing things for them. And they will be motivated to serve God. If the word of God is not enough motivation for you, then there is a problem. If you are waiting for a testimony so that you will be motivated enough to serve God, there is a problem. If you are waiting for a miracle to happen in your life so that you will be motivated to serve God, there is a problem. The Bible says, seek ye first. 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 Then all other things follow. The word of God is God's motivating agency. It's motivating enough. Seek no other motivation. The word of God is God's motivation or motivating agency. It's motivating enough. Seek no other motivation. It's like a a worker. See, oh, I need my company to motivate me so that I can work well. I need this company to send me on vacations. Send me to Dubai. Send me to Europe. Send me to France. Let me go to Paris. Let me see all these structures. Oh, manager, when I see all these things, I'll work. I'll work my head off for you. I'll, I'll die for this company. I'll die. I'll, I'll, I'll work. I'll work. That person's head is not correct. Such a person with such mentality need a sack letter. You need a sack letter. Why? Because that's the wrong approach. You don't need extra things out of the stated salary to be motivated. If your salary is not motivating enough, then you are in the wrong, you are in the wrong field. You don't understand what you are doing. Oh Lord, 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 motivate me to serve you. Motivate me so that I can seek you. Lord, I need the first class, Lord. I need the business. Oh Lord, I need this money. Lord, I need to hit this target in this career. Lord, I Lord, I need the marriage. Lord, I need these things. Lord, I need this comfort so that I can serve you. I can seek you. 
so that you can become first. That is a wrong, misplaced priority. The Bible said you seek God first. When you are done seeking Him, on your pursuit of seeking Him, then He will add all these things to you. You don't get all these things to seek Him. That is God's IQ. That is God's logic. That makes God God. That is something we can't fight God. So, the reason why you must rise up to pray is because you have an imperative duty of making God first in your life. Yeah. The reason why you must read your word of the word of God is because you have an imperative duty of making God first in your life. The reason why you must go all out with your soul and your spirit is because you have an imperative duty, an essential duty of making God first in your life. The reason why you as a student, you still have time, you must still make time to read the word of God is because there is something bestowed upon you. There is something that God expects from you. There is a, some, there's, there's a, there is a place in your life that God wants to be first in, in that place. In that place. Stop giving excuses. I don't have time, man of God. Man of God, I don't have time. Man of God, I wish I can do this. I wish I can go this way. I wish I can do this. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you seek God first. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Oh, I make a declaration over your head in the name of Jesus. I make a declaration over your head in the name of Jesus. I make a declaration over your head in the name of Jesus. God will be first in your life. God will be first in your life. God will be first in whatever thing that you do. 